have your Bibles this morning, we're going to just be in one book of the Bible, and it's Joshua chapter number one. Joshua chapter number one. Um, I do want to remind you, of course, this week is Joy Fellowship. We're going to get together with our senior saints this coming Thursday at 1030. We're going to have a wonderful, wonderful time together, and hopefully you make every effort to be with us if you're over the age of 50, and uh, we're going to have a great time together. Well, you know, I mentioned last week we had a, a great service last Sunday where we talked about the importance of new mindsets. We talked about if you want your 2020 to be any better or any different than 2019, you better go into it with a new mindset. Amen? It'd be nice to go into it with a new checking account balance or, or maybe a new job or a new promotion, but we can't guarantee those things. But one thing you can choose freely is a new mindset. You can walk into the new year full of faith, full of hope, and take the steps necessary to watch the blessings of God follow your life. Well, today I'm going to cast a little vision for the church. I'm just going to remind you of kind of where we're going, okay? The Bible says without vision, the people, the people perish, the people run wild. There's no focus, amen? And there's so many churches that are lacking focus. They're forgetting the most important thing, amen? So today I want us to kind of focus on what's really important, I believe, this year. To, to give you a little background, over the last three full years that we've been your pastors, when we first came here, we talked about the importance of being strong and healthy, okay? When we, our first Sunday here, we were anything but strong and we were anything but healthy. We've been through some, we've been through some trying times, we've been through some difficult times, and, and uh, here, here, real quickly, by a show of hands, who were here the very first Sunday we were here? Lift your hand. Very first Sunday. Look around. Not too many hands, huh? Well, can you imagine a sanctuary with just those hands lifted up? That's kind of what we had, okay? And, and again, God has been so faithful to us. How many remember my first few Sundays, Sister Eloise? I didn't even want to be the pastor. In fact, my wife said, now you tell those folks, we're not, we don't want to be the pastors. We just want to love you back to health, okay? You know what's amazing, Pastor Andy? Not only did we love them back to health, but they loved us back to health. And I say thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for being faithful. Amen. Thank you for not quitting, Sister Eloise. Amen. And we're here today because of your faith. But we talked about being strong and healthy, and we actually continued that over a couple years. Because how many of you know you just can't make changes overnight? The Lord is able to work immediately, but sometimes we take a little longer, okay? So it took us a little while to get strong. It took us a little while to get healthy. We made some, some nice strides. The Lord had been so very faithful. And then last year, our focus was unity. We have this banner up here that says, Unity Attracts the Presence. Why is the presence of God so important? Because the presence of God changes everything. Amen? I said the presence of God changes everything. Amen? When He shows up, I'm a better preacher. Lord, show up. When He shows up, our music is so much better. Uh, when He shows up, everything is transformed. Why? Because He's special. Amen? And His presence changes everything. It makes things that are unholy, holy. It sanctifies things. It sets things apart. That's what God does. Amen? It's who He is. It's His character. So we talked about unity. And you know, a year ago at this time, when we were talking about unity and the importance of unity, little did we know that He'd bring our churches back together. But some 20 years after, after some, some, some mistakes were made, He was able to bring healing and restoration. And, and today, we are unified in such a way that, that, that we've never seen in a long, long time. So what's the next step? What is the next step? 
The next step, I believe, is found in Joshua chapter number 1, because this is the year that I believe God wants us to inherit the land. He wants us to receive the promises that have been waiting on us for so very long. See, here's the thing about God. He makes promises, and it's up to us to take the steps of faith necessary to receive those promises. Amen? God's promises don't have an end date. They don't have an expiration. How many are glad of that? Amen? When God decrees something, He determines that it's going to happen. Now, sometimes His promises are delayed, not because of Him, but because of us. Sometimes we make poor decisions. Sometimes we we make decisions based upon fear and not faith, and it delays the promises of God, but it does not negate the promises of God. Amen? So I believe today the Lord is reminding us that it is our season to inherit the land. It is our season to receive the promises that He's been waiting on us to receive for many, many years. Now, here's the good news about this. This is just not a corporate promise. It's an individual promise. God has not only made promises to this church. He's not only spoke through through, through, through people, to, to, to see a parking lot full of people, to see a, a sanctuary full of people, to see a church influencing a community like only God can. Not only has He spoken those things to this church, He's also spoken some things to you. How many in here have been, received promises from God? How many have yet to see all of those promises fulfilled? Keep your hand up. This is the year it's coming. Amen? This is a year that is one step closer to receiving those promises from God. Amen? So guys, I just want to challenge you today. This can be the year that you inherit the land. This can be the year that you step into your destiny. This can be the year, but it's all up to you. It's up to you having a new mindset. We talked about that last week. And it's all up to you taking the necessary steps of faith to see God do something spectacular. Amen? So turn with me to Joshua chapter number 1. I'm going to read uh, the first 10 verses, and then we'll pray, and then I'll kind of go and break them down just a little bit uh, together. You know what? I think I'm seeing pretty good without these today. Oh, boy. Joshua chapter number 1. I'm reading now the NIV version this morning. It says this. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord. Okay, maybe not. Whoa, they look so much better. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, son of Nun, Moses' aide, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country, to the great sea on the west. No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to their forefathers to give them. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have not I commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. 
Great promises right there. Great, great, great words from a wonderful anointed leader of, of God's people, Joshua. And uh, a great reminder to every one of us today. The children of Israel were standing on the precipice of the promised land. They were just a few steps away from realizing all that God had promised to them and their nation. And it just required some steps of faith on their part. I believe in a likewise manner, you and I are standing on the crust of a great breakthrough. You and I are on the the precipice of a significant breakthrough in the spirit and in the physical. We are going to see some great things happen this year, but just like it required the children of Israel to take steps of faith, to trust God, to trust Joshua, to take those steps of faith necessary, it's going to take those same things for us. So let us learn some lessons. You know, it says history repeats itself, okay? Especially those that don't learn from history. So let's learn from history. Let's learn from the children of Israel so that we might do all that God wants us to do. So this might be the year of breakthrough that we all want it to be. It is high time that we as a church inherit the land, and it's certainly time that you, as a child of God, inherit all the promises that He has given you. Amen? Let's pray together, can we? Lord, we love you. We thank you for your word that is an amazing God to us all. I ask right now, Lord God, that you would anoint this preaching, Lord. Let this not be my thoughts and my ideas, but let it be yours. And I ask right now, Lord, that you would touch and that you would anoint and that you would do some great things this morning. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. I would like to make a quick announcement. All men want to remind you, we didn't put this in the bulletin, but men at the outposts are getting together this Tuesday. That's a little fellowship that happens on Everett Street in Morgan City uh, at 6 o'clock. If you haven't had a chance to go check that out, it's a wonderful meal, great fellowship, and there'll be a, uh, a good speaker. So this coming Tuesday night, men at the outpost, 6 o'clock, if you are able to join us, we'd love for you to be there. So guys, let's look at what's going on here. Joshua chapter number 1. It's a time of transition. The great leader Moses, who had done so many things for the children of Israel, who had led them from Egyptian bondage, who had led them so admirably through the the 40 years in the wilderness, who had taken them through ups and downs, had died. In fact, let's read what it says, Joshua chapter number 1. After the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, the Lord said to Joshua, You see, guys, here's the deal. God always has a plan. Amen? You know what? So many times when... When there's an end to one to, to one thing, uh, an end to Moses' leadership, it's like, God, have you been caught off, off guard? God, what is the next plan? Guys, God always has a plan. Just because you don't see it doesn't mean he doesn't have it. I love that song where we talked about he's always working. He's always working on our behalf. He's always got plans. You know, sometimes we think God is surprised because we're surprised. Guys, he's not surprised. Amen? Let me encourage you this morning. God is not sitting on the throne this morning, scratching his head, looking over at his son going, how are we going to get them out of that situation? How are we going to work that out? Boy, how how are we going to take care of Mike and Tina? doesn't work like that. Amen? God has already decreed that if we'll do our part, he's already provided his part. Amen? If we'll just trust Him, if we'll just take steps of faith, if we'll just do whatever He tells us to do, He will honor that. Amen? So God is not um, befuddled with what you may be going through today. That's good to know. 
It's good to know that times of transition, times of change, when they come, God is still in control. Amen? He's in control of every aspect of our lives. And here's the deal. He puts a period on the end of Moses' leadership, and he begins a new sentence. He begins a new time with Joshua. He begins a new season, and God is saying, I'm beginning a new season for some of you in here today. Amen? I believe 2019, you put a period to the end of that year, and those old mindsets and the old way of doing things, and the old, um, the old ways, and you're walking to something new. You're walking into a new mindset. You're walking into a new uh, realm of obedience, and God's going to bless you for that. So, guys, it's good to know that during times of transition, during times of change, God is still in control. Because how many know sometimes change creates anxiety? Amen? I remember uh, just a, a few months ago, Sister Gail works for our sheriff's office, and there was an election. And every time elections come around, you get a little nervous. Now, at the end of the day, the sheriff's office is not your provider. God is. But guess what? If there's a new sheriff in town intended. Sometimes it can be cre- it can be a little anxious. Now things went like we wanted and there was just a continuation. But anytime there's a change, anytime there's something that, that could go either way, it creates some anxiety. It creates some, some stress sometimes, right? Isn't it good to know that God already has everything laid out? Isn't it good to know the Bible says that the steps of a righteous man are what, Stephen? Ordered by God. Amen? So let that sink in. If you serve God, young people, God orders your steps. You know, Hayden's trying to figure out where he wants to go to college, okay? And we're trying to lay everything out for him just like we did for Hunter. And, and, and Hayden, I want to take all the pressure off you. God's already figured this out. God's already ordered your steps. It's just up to you to hear from him. And that's exactly how I've been praying. I don't want God to speak to me. I want him to speak to you. I don't want him to speak to mama, even though he always does. I want him to speak to you. And then when you say, hey, I'm going here, I'm going there, it's confirmed with us. Because guess what? As a young person, he needs to learn to hear from God for himself. Amen? I love when he calls me up, and I love to talk to him, but I want him to be able to talk to God. I want him to be able to know exactly what's the next step. Lando, same thing for you, man. You're a senior. You're, you're about to graduate. What's the next step? Guess what? God has already ordered that step. Amen? God has already laid out our lives. It's just up to us to take the steps of faith necessary. But guess what? There are times of change sometimes, and it can create some, some anxiety. The good news to know is God always has a plan. We just have to trust His plan. Amen? Trust His plan. Think about Bernie and Annalie. Been trusting the plan of God for many, many decades. Amen? There's some others in here. Been trusting the plan of God for many, many years. Do you always understand the plan of God? Not even close. Amen? Sometimes you're wondering, God, do you really have a plan? Anybody ever been there? Pastor, you ever been there? Been there, done that. Okay? But now when I look back over my shoulder, I can see how the plan of God unveiled, uh, how it revealed itself. And those times that I thought was a a setback, I said last week, was really a setup. Sometimes we think God is, is, is demoting us, but he's really positioning us to promote us. Amen? But you've got to trust him. So Joshua is in leadership now. Moses is dead. We have a new leader, a new sheriff in town. Amen? Let's read about it. Verse number two. Moses, my servant, is dead. Now then, you and all these people get ready to cross the Jordan River into the land I am about to give to them, to the Israelites. You see, guys, here's the thing. 
Moses, Moses took the people as far as he could take them. He did all that God wanted him to do. He was not able to physically step into the promised land because he made some mistakes. He, he came up a little short, but he was able to see it. That's just a reminder how good God is. Amen? He's going he's gonna to be faithful to you as long as you're faithful to him. But now he's continuing with Joshua saying, now go and finish what Moses started. Guys, i got to tell you, there are some great things in store for all of us. Just like there were great things in store for the children of Israel, we simply have to trust God. You know, guys, he wants to do something new with Joshua. He wants us to, he want, wants Joshua to take the people into the promised land, to take them into the culmination of all the things that God had promised to the patriarchs many, many years before. Those promises that were to them are still to you and I today. Amen? God keeps his promises. You're going to see a common theme here today. God keeps his promises. God has a plan. Why am I keep saying that? Because some of us need to get it. Some of us are hard-headed. All right? I can talk about you because I am one. Amen? My nickname growing up was Tip Do. Okay? All of you with some South Louisiana in you know what that means. Hard head. Okay? But I got good news for you. As long as you keep a soft heart, God can use a hard head. The problem is we Cajuns get it mixed up sometimes. We let our hearts get hard. Not a good thing. That's pas bon. Okay? Keep a hard head, but keep a soft heart, and God can use you to do something significant. But it's good to know that God has a plan, that God wants to finish what he started in this church and in your life. Amen? So let's read a little bit more. Verse number three. I will give you, again, this is God reiterating his promises. And some of you, I believe the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and telling you the promise is still on. That thing I spoke to you years ago, that thing, that time I called you as a young adult, those things that I birthed in your heart that you thought were dead, God says I'm resurrecting today. Amen? I'm speaking life into those things. Verse number three. I will give you, Joshua, every place where you set your foot. As I promised Moses. Man, isn't it good that God promises provision? He promises provision for nation Israel. His promises never die. He's reminding young Joshua, a new leader. I've been the new guy on the block before. I've been the new leader. There's always some anxiety. There's always a little bit of stress. It's always good to hear from God. It's always good to know that God's in it. Amen? Well, God was in this. God was in this, and God is in this. Amen? And he's just telling Joshua that the promise is still on. I'm still for you. Everything that I promised Moses, I'm promising you. Everything that was promised to the patriarchs has been promised to you. You know what, guys? Everything that has been spoken over this church by people like Brother McVeigh and others who saw some things in the Spirit that we have yet to see realized, we're going to see realized real, real soon. Amen? Guys, look, I've sat down with Pastor Randy. He senses something is happening. He senses something is close. I sense something is close. I believe we are so close to a breakthrough. I believe we're just a couple steps of faith away from seeing all that God has promised for this church and for you and your family as well. Amen? God says, I will give you every place where you set your foot, as I promised Moses. Look at verse 4. 
Your territory will extend from the desert of Lebanon, the great river Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the great sea on the west. Basically, it just kind of says, everything that I've promised down through the years, it's all yours. Look at verse number 5. Verse number 5 says, No one will be able to stand up against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Here's what's pretty amazing right here. What went from a national promise, a promise to the patriarchs, a promise to nation Israel, turns into a personal promise to Joshua. You see what, guys? As God blesses this church, he's going to bless your family. As God realizes um, and, 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 un- and, and opens up doors for the church, He's going to open up doors for your family. As we take steps of faith together and we begin to see breakthroughs in our community, breakthroughs in our area, breakthroughs in the Spirit, you're going to see breakthroughs in your family as well. Amen? As we see souls saved, guess who those souls are going to be? Your loved ones. The people you've been praying for. The people you've been believing for. Amen? There's no way to disconnect corporate promises from personal promises. In fact, God marries the two. God says, I've made promises to this church, but he's also saying I've made promises to you as an individual. And that's why it's important that you hang on to those things. It's important that you write those things down. When when you hear something from the Lord in prayer, write it down. Write it down. Hang on to that thing. Say, God, I believe that you spoke this to me. And then walk it out. Trust God through the process. Amen? Guys, here's the deal. None of us like process. We're Pentecostal people. We like suddenlies. Amen? Acts chapter 2. And suddenly something happened. I love suddenlies too. But I've learned that God so often works in the process. Why? Because he's working on me. Amen? It's in the process that you are developed. It's in the process where character is developed. It's in the process where tenacity is developed. It's in the process where trust and relationship is forged. Amen? Look, guys, if God answered every prayer like that all the time, we'd think he was just a sugar daddy. We just think it's like a a vending machine where you put money in and you get something out. No, it doesn't work like that. It's a process. It's a relationship. Amen? And as I've served God for some 25 years now, I've come to cherish that relationship. You know, it's interesting. I've served God about as long as I've been married to that pretty girl on the front row. Okay? And as I've, I've, uh, we've grown in our relationship, I appreciate her so much more. Okay? You know, the, uh, when, when I first saw her, I was like, ooh pretty girl, okay? And, and, and I still go, ooh, pretty girl, okay? I outkick my coverage, y'all. Man, I'm like you, bro. I outkick my coverage. I mean, look at that pretty girl, okay? And, and I'm like, how did all this work? It's the grace of God, amen? But as I've grown in relationship, I've learned to appreciate her more. Why? Because I've got to know her at a deeper level. It's the same thing with God. God knows us at a very deep level. God knows us better than we know ourselves. But he wants to reveal himself to us. And that happens through relationship. That happens through quiet times. That happens through a process. Sometimes there's ups. Sometimes there's downs. I've also realized that it's during the tough times that really draw you closer together. Amen? Because it's during the trying times that you have a choice. You have a choice to run to God or run away from God. So many immature people in their faith, they run away from God. The first time something bad happens, the first time a prayer is not answered, the first time a crisis comes, they they cut and run. But then there's wise folks like many of you 
during those tough times, you get up close to God. You get as close to Him as possible, and you begin to grow, and you begin to watch Him work on your behalf. And you begin to realize promises like He gave Joshua, that I will never leave you or nor nor forsake you, weren't only for Joshua, it was for you as well. How many have seen that? How many have seen God never leave you, never forsake you? How many have watched God work on your behalf like never before? That's how God works. Amen? So He promises Joshua. No one will be able to stand up against you. Why is that important? Because there were folks who stood up against Moses. There were some challenging times in that desert, amen? There were some grumbling people, okay? There were some tough times in that desert. And Joshua had watched Moses uh, have to deal with the people of God, okay? But God is reminding uh, Joshua, "I, I was there for Moses. I worked out everything for him. I will work out everything for you as well. No one will be able to stand before you. I will never leave you nor forsake you. Let's continue. Verse number 6. The Bible says, be strong and courageous. You know, that's a word for then and it's a word for now as well. If we're going to inherit the land, if we're going to inherit the promises, if we're going to walk into the destiny that is ours, we're going to have to be strong and we're going to have to be courageous. Amen? We're going to have to be courageous. We're going to have to make some decisions and take some steps that are, that are, going, to be, that are going to be strong and courageous. The Bible says be strong and courageous because you will lead these people to inherit the land I swore to the forefathers to give them. Guys, you and I, are going to inherit some promises that are not only going to bless us, but it's going to bless our generations to follow. Amen? Look, the people who were crossing the Jordan, the people who were walking into the promised land, they they were taking steps of faith that are still blessing people today. Amen? There are still generations today that are blessed because of this step of faith. And some of the decisions that we're going to make this year, some of the steps of faith you're going to make in your family are going to bless not just your generation, but generations to follow. Amen? That's how God works. But you're going to have to be strong and you're going to have to be courageous. Verse number 7. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Again, God is repeating himself here, okay? When God repeats himself, it's not for his benefit, it's for yours. Amen? Parents, you have to repeat yourself sometime, right? Chad, you ever have to repeat yourself to London? You ever have to say something? You ever have to repeat yourself to Candy? Okay, I won't go there, okay? We, we all have to repeat ourselves, okay? And when we repeat ourselves, it's because maybe that person wasn't listening. We're doing it for our benefit and for theirs as well. When God repeats himself, he's not doing it for his benefit. It's kind of like when God asks a question. He's not seeking information, okay? He's trying to get our attention, amen? Remember in the garden when he says, Adam, where are you? God wasn't asking that question because he didn't know where Adam was. He was asking that question because Adam forgot where he was. Adam forgot what he was supposed to be doing. And we as Christians get in trouble all the time when we forget what we should know. So God is reminding you today, be strong and be courageous. I'm for you. I'm not against you. He repeats himself. Be strong and very courageous. And then he begins to give us some things to do. See, God is always going to give us commands. God is always going to give us some regulations. Here's what he tells us to do. Obey all the law that my servant Moses gave you. See, at that time, all they had was the Old Testament law. So all the law had been given. And and Joshua is told, obey the law. 
Blessings follow obedience. It was true thousands of years ago. It's still true today. Amen? God wants you to obey His law. God will not tell you to do anything that His law or His book pro- prohibits. Amen? So guys, you got to know the book. Those of you that are reading through the Bible with us, there's some, some help back there on the back table to help you with that. we got to know what the book says. Amen? we got to know what God says about things. You've got to be in the Word. So, follow the Word. Do not turn to it from the right or the left. You know what, guys? If the devil can't de- 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 defeat you, he'll settle for distracting you. He'll settle for getting you to turn to the left or to the right. It's kind of like that little cartoon, Squirrel. Okay? We as Christians are so easily distracted sometimes. Stop letting the enemy distract you. Let let this year, 2020, you've all heard 2020, clear vision. That's really good, but it's talking about focus. Let this year be a year that you focus on the things of God, that you focus on inheriting the land, that you focus on doing all that God has placed in your heart. Amen? Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. How many want to be successful? IQ question. Just making sure you're still awake, okay? We all want to be successful. Here's the key to success. The key to success is doing what God says. Amen? Doing what God wants. Amen? Guys, we got to make sure that that we're successful in the right things. And the only way to make sure we're successful in the right things is to do the right things. And God always tells us what things are right. God always lays things out for us. Verse number 8. Do not let this book of the law depart from your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do everything. Say everything. Everything written in it. You know what, guys? So many people today, they they think the Bible is a buffet. How many love buffets? I love buffets, okay? Nothing wrong with buffets, okay? I try to avoid them right now because I'm trying to drop a few pounds, okay? But what I love about buffets is I get to get what I like, okay? Erwin, I don't have to get vegetables if I don't want Okay? I don't have to get anything healthy if I don't, if she ain't watching, I can get whatever I want. Like when I go to Morgan's, I go straight for the chicken. I love chicken. Okay? Everything you've heard about preachers and fried chicken is true with me. Okay? I love fried chicken. Okay? And I love those desserts too. Now, how many have noticed that Morgan's, you better get your dessert first time through. Because the good stuff, poop, you know what I'm talking about, huh? The good stuff disappears. The good stuff is gone. The moment you put pecan pie out there, you better go get it, Mike, because it's gone. Okay? Now, now the bread pudding ain't bad, but it'll always be there. They never run out of bread pudding, okay? But what I love about buffets is you get what you want, okay? John, you just get the good stuff, okay? Guess what, guys? The Bible, the Bible's all good stuff. Amen? But so many times we want to, oh, I want some of that grace and I want some of that mercy, but I'm going to let Pastor Randy handle that forgiveness thing, okay? I'm, I'm, I, I don't, I, ooh, I Man, I don't know about that holiness stuff, okay? I I want this, this, and this, but no, I'll save that for somebody else. Guys, the Bible is not a buffet. Amen? And you know what? Here's the thing. Physically, you go to too many buffets, you get out of shape really quick. You look around, and and you've got poopiness in places that ought not be. Spiritually speaking, too much of a Bible buffet will hurt your health as well. Amen? Now, we can all tell when Pastor Moe's been at a buffet too much, Okay? Guess what? Pastor can tell when you've been to the buffet in the Bible too much. 
Some of you need a little bit more meat and potatoes. Some of you need to go a little deeper this year. Some of you need to get in that word like never before. Look, if the only word you're getting is what I give you on Sunday, honey, that ain't enough. You got to get in that thing for yourself. Young people, you got to read that Bible. You got to get in that thing. Look, trust what I'm telling you, but go find it out for yourself. Amen? So, guys, we have got to know the Word. We've got to do everything that's written in the book. If you want to be prosperous, if you want to be successful, do that. Joshua continues, Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. You know what? When those words were written, they hadn't seen the walls of Jericho yet. When those walls were written, they hadn't seen how big the giants were. When, when those words were written, they hadn't seen all the challenges that lay in the promised land. See, here's the thing about the promised land. It's a great place to be, but there's still challenges there. There's still battles to be fought. There's still victories to be won. God knew what was coming, but Joshua didn't. God knew what lay on the horizon, but the children of Israel didn't. But he was preparing them, saying, be strong and courageous. I don't care what you see. Remember what I've said. Let me say that again. So many times we go by what we see when we should go by what God has said. Amen? Thus saith the Lord. Doesn't matter what I see. Doesn't matter what my, my bank account may say. You know, when God speaks to your heart about something, he's not checking your account balance. He's checking your faith. When God tells you to do something, you don't need to check your budget. You need to check your heart. Amen? So I just want to challenge you guys. Be strong and courageous. Have not God, has not God commanded us to be strong and very courageous? Do not be terrified. Do not be discouraged. For God will be with us wherever we go. So how does that apply to us? Guys, there's some great opportunities ahead of us. There's some great opportunities for this church. There's some great opportunities for your family. But you are going to have to take steps of faith. You're going to have to take some steps of faith. Three, three quick takeaways from this, these scriptures. Number one, the children of God, the children of Israel trusted God. You see, guys, you've got to trust that what God has promised is true. Amen? They had no question whatsoever that God had promised them the promised land. God had made promise to Abraham and Isaac and Jacob and all the patriarchs, and they were confident that he who promised those things was, was telling the truth. We need to be just as, 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 as faith-filled today. Guys, God keeps his word. Amen? If you've read a promise in the Word of God, it's for you. It's true. If God has spoken a promise to you in prayer or maybe through some spiritual gift, it's true. You need to stand on that promise. Amen? See, God, a prom guys, a promise is only as good as the person promising it. We just finished election season. You ever had a politician make you a promise? Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's not so good. Amen? And because of that, sometimes we question when promises are made. Guys, there's no reason to question God's promises. Amen? Because the Bible says he's not a man that he should lie. He couldn't lie if he tried. He can't. There's nothing but truth in him. It's kind of like the devil. He can't tell the truth if he tried. Because there's nothing but lies in him. But God has spoken things to his children's heart. He's spoken things to this church. And it's going to happen. Amen? It's going to happen. we got to believe it. 
So number one, they believe God. They trusted God. Number two, and this is good too, they trusted Joshua. They trusted Joshua. You know what, guys? As we walk into this new season, you're going to have to trust leadership. You're going to have to trust me as the pastor. Now, I know that's hard for some of us because guess what? It's not me. It's another pastor. Guys, I've been in ministry now for some 25 years. I've had pastors not treat me well. I've had people say one thing and do another. And guys, if you've, you've had that before in church, I apologize. I apologize on behalf of every man who's ever stood behind a sacred desk. If they've treated you ill, I apologize. But it's time that you trust again. It's time that you trust leadership again. See, here's the thing. Moses had so many fights. Joshua didn't have many because they trusted. Something happened in those 40 years. You know, it's amazing. I've heard it said that it only took God a few days to get the children of Israel out of Egypt, but it took 40 years to get Egypt out of the children of Israel. You see, guys, sometimes we're in bondage so long we forget what freedom looks like. Sometimes we're in tradition so long we forget what a move of God looks like. Look, guys, what God wants to do this year will take eyes of faith. It'll take us just saying, God, I trust you. Now, here's the deal. It's easy to trust God because he's perfect. I'm far from it, okay? I'm a man just like you are, okay? Pastor Randy's a man. But we're going to ask you to trust us. We're going to ask you to trust that the decisions that we make this year are what God wants for this church, is what God wants for this community. Because here's the deal. God wants us to inherit the land. God wants the promises that he's decreed down through the years to become reality in this community this year. Amen? So they trusted God. They trusted leadership. And guys, look, sometimes God will tell you to do some interesting things. Here's homework for you. Go home and read Joshua chapter number 6. Remember he told them to be strong and very courageous? Well, that was before they, they saw the walls of Jericho. Well, when they saw the walls of Jericho, they were pretty imposing. They were really big. This was a big thing to do. And, and Joshua, with all of his military leadership and all of his strategic planning, you know what his plan was? We're going to march around those walls and they're going to fall. Guys, can you imagine what the generals, they probably didn't say, but what they thought? Amen? When Joshua said, here's the battle plan, guys, we're going to march. We're going to what? We're going to build siege works. We're going to start. No, we're going to march one time for six days. And then on the seventh day, we're going to go seven times. Joshua, how is that going to work? Now, they didn't say those things. At least the Bible doesn't say they did. But I'm sure they thought them. You ever had God speak something to your heart and, and you, almost, you almost said, God, how? Guess what, guys? This could be the year. This could be the year. If we'll just trust God, breakthrough can happen. Walls can fall. Great things can happen. But you've got to trust God. You've got to trust the leadership. And then finally, they took steps of faith. You see, faith without works, dead. God is speaking to our hearts today, but it's going to require action on our part. Faith must lead us to action. If it doesn't, is it really faith at all? Is it any good whatsoever? Faith is the one ingredient that you can't do without. In fact, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, it's impossible to please God without faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. It's going to take faith. It's going to take a step of faith. It's going to take you maybe doing something that you're uncomfortable with. It's going to take something that's going to create some anxiety on your part. But when you take that step, God will meet you there. When you take that step, God will, God will come through for you. When 
Some of you that struggle in giving, when you take that step and write that first tithe check, God will honor that. Preacher, why are you always talking about money? Look, guys, the church don't need your money, but you need the blessings of God. Amen? We just had the greatest year financially this church has had in decades. We don't need your money, but you need the blessings of God. Amen? Especially with all the uncertainty of all the new year, all the uncertainty in the economy. Look, guys, I wouldn't try to walk outside the blessings of God. But for some of you, whatever that step of faith is, what, maybe it's going to make that phone call. Some of you have been struggling to forgive somebody. Maybe you need to make that phone call this afternoon. Maybe you just need to send that email this afternoon. Some of you have been praying about maybe a new job opportunity, or maybe you need to shoot off that email this afternoon. You need to do something. The Lord will tell you what it is, but it's going to take a step of faith. Amen? We're going to do some things this year that's going to make a difference in our community. You know, guys, I believe before you inherit the land physically, you've got to inherit it spiritually. We've got to begin to pray over our community like never before. Next week, you're going to start hearing something. We're going to be praying for a different business in our community every week. Why do we do that? Why is that important? Because we want blessings over our community. We want to be able to tell that. We want to be able to tell Pelican contractors, LCC, pray for you. We're believing blessings over you. We want to pray the favor of God over you. Because what God wants to do for this church will bless this community. What God wants to do for this church will bless your family. God's blessings just want to spill over. Why? Because it's the goodness of God. But you're going to have to take steps of faith. You're going to have to do something with what God has done for you. So friends, it's decision time. As bliss comes... Will you decide as an individual and as a church body to trust God, to trust leadership, to take the steps of faith necessary to inherit our promised land and receive all that God has prepared for us?